Oh yeah, I'm in now. Oh, I'm oh, fresh. You can hear that? Fresh noise. <laughs> Just throwing things across the room. That one. We're back in the garage. Garbage. The beer is mashing out right now. Mid-brew recording in the garage. Oh man, what could possibly go wrong? There's a kettle full of beer. Everything. Well, it's we're, not beer we're locked yet. in it's an warped. airtight room. Technically, it's warped. We're locked in an airtight room. <laughs> not even close to airtight. <laughs> it might be. Uh, it's a good thing we're distanced. Yeah, I guess we're distanced. Emotion- sure. Emotionally, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd be so much readier if I had, like, the blurb. More ready. Yeah, I don't think readier is a word, but we'll give it to you. <laughs> good. Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we share the tools to improve your finances. And we unfold that roadmap to financial independence. Happy days, gentlemen. Money Mechanic is with you. And we are back here with real microphones with the accountant. In the garage. And the economist. It's incredible what's going on. It's, I, we, I'm struggling to make sure everything actually still works again. I completely forget how to do this in real life. Yeah. Uh, beers brewing in the garage being tended by Mrs. Money Mechanic. So we yes. have to keep this short and sweet. Yes, we do. We're not really sure what we're talking about, but let's get into the beverages because that's why we're all here. Boom. I'm going to let the economist open this. Uh, oh, I thought, are we, what's happening? He's confused. I'm confused. We're not starting with this one. Oh, we're starting. Get it, get it done. That's three beers. Let's go. Oh, well then why, why, why are you I'll, holding I'll, that one? Why are you holding that one then? I'll talk. You're the, you the absolute worst. Pouring. No. Okay. So. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of overtalk now that we're shouting each other in the same room now again. Oh, electronic wow, napkins. Did you see that? <laughs> electronic napkins in full force. Woo-hoo-wee. Okay, so shout out goes to, for this episode, to Mark, our good buddy over at myownadvisor.ca. And also now you should check out his new cash flows and portfolios. Lots of good info to be found there. Mark has generously bought us a round of beer from Whistle Boy Brewing. Whistle Boy. Whistle Boy, which is here in uh, Victoria. Yeah, we don't live in Vancouver, but no, I just realized that. But (laughs) So, oh, first question is, do you guys know what a Whistle Boy is? No. Uh, it's one of those buoys that makes a whistling sound. So this is whistle buoy then. I, I already pronounced it wrong. No, it's whistle boy. That's what it's <laughs> it, called. Isn't but... a buoy a boy and a boy a buoy? Okay. Yes. Now, this is the, lots of our listeners are not, they don't live on the ocean. Right. So apart from like, it's cool because you got married out on the West Coast. Of course. And one of the hikes that was near where this happened, there is a whistle boy that you could hear out there. Yes. So you know how they actually work, right? Yeah. So Give us a quick run on it because I think they're really cool. As they go up and down in the water, it creates a loud whistling noise to warn you of the fact that there's a buoy there and rocks and danger and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So even in really fogged out weather, you can hear the sound and know that you're getting close and will warn you to not crash your boat. Yeah. And it's a cool sound too, right? Because it is like just a whistle, like a slow whistle as it rises and falls. Yeah. What happens if it's flat calm? It's probably not super foggy, but I assume... (laughs) (laughs) I think that could happen. It could happen. Yeah, and then you foggest. Kind of, yeah, then you're kind of hosed. All right. Anyway, thanks a lot, Mark, for buying us these beers. What is what is the beer that you just poured okay. out of that fancy looking can? So the beer we are drinking tonight is the Whistle Boy first ever NFT IPA. Okay. So this is an NFT beer that they created with their friend Ryan Steele, who is an artist. They auctioned off the NFT to this beer, and they only made 250 of them. 
cool. can number one went along with the NFT that was attached to it. I didn't get oh. can number one. I just happened to get one of the other cans. Right, right. But uh, yeah, this was the whole NFT craze that was happening a couple months ago. They constantly release one-off beers. And this was one of their one-off beers. And they attached it to an NFT, auctioned off the NFT, along with the first beer out of production, and then sold off the rest of the batch. So we don't get an NFT. We don't get an NFT. Mm. But we get to keep a can. We get to keep a can, and it is an IPA hopped with Nelson, Flex, and Trident hops. It is a limited release beer of which we've made only 250 cans. The 32-ounce gold cans are all numbered by hand, so you'll know which one you've collected. This 56. That's a good number. We got 56, so there we go. Is this episode 56? I don't think so. It's close, but it's it's not. It's actually very close, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, cool. Cheers, boys. Cool concept. Cheers. Cheers to being back in the garage. Look at that. Actual sound of glasses cheersing. And we all drank at the same time. Sure did. (laughs) That's pretty good. The unfortunate part about this, well, it's a small unfortunate part, is that we're not set up to do any YouTube recording, so this will not be released as a YouTuber. Yeah, I know. It won't be pretty... You won't Tragic. be able to, but we'll send, we'll use a picture of that lovely gold can as the episode picture. As the episode picture on YouTube, for there sure. You go. Uh, okay, so tonight, uh, this is a bit of a mashup because, as usual, but we're in person, we're just super excited because about that. Because that's what we do? That's what we do. Yeah, that's just what we do. But I, I texted this out to you guys earlier in the week. You did. The weather's getting a little nicer, right? And now that we're past January. I'm going to fight you. I already told you if you said the word January, I would fight you. And we're going to get in a fight later. Uh, I was editing the Tim episode and I just, it was too fun. I had to bring it up. But it's turned nice again. And I was thinking about leisure pursuits. Okay. Boating? Boating. Well, I think boating is a little outside of the topic here because I think that's pretty specialized. That'd be like taking your private pilot's license. But that could be a topic too, right? So what I was thinking was... A, all of us are pretty bad predictors of our future selves. Yes. Right? You mean humans, not just us. Not just, not us. just the we. three of us in this room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are you going to be involved in, in 10 years or 15 years? Or, you know, a lot of people, you know, we've got lots of friends that play hockey when they're younger, but some of them keep playing through their 40s, 50s. Some of them don't. Some of them change. Some of them become golfers. Some of them become curlers. No, you, you play ball and lots of people, like we've been involved in sports before and we're all curlers. We've said that before, but all, a lot of these activities come with annual fees, equipment costs, memberships, dues, all sorts of things. Right. Yeah. So you're planning your FI journey and you're looking 10 years out, five years out, 15 years out, whatever it is. Are you planning with today's numbers? Are you thinking ahead going, you know what? I've always wanted to take up lawn bowling or I've always wanted to take up rock climbing or, you know, this is what I was running through my head and I haven't heard a lot of people talk about it is they could be a fairly large chunk of your you, monthly budget. How do you predict your leisure cost for your future self when you don't know your future self? Is that what you're getting at? It's kind of a good question, isn't it? Yeah. Are, are you going to challenge the assumption that in retirement you would be spending less money and that perhaps you would actually be spending more? Well, isn't this the hardest part about the whole FI thing is trying to guess what your expenses are when you're not working? When you're not working? Because I think a lot of people assume that their expenses are going to go down. I've actually made the opposite assumption and assumed my expenses are actually going to be much higher than they are right now. So have you built in an implicit uh, scenario where you're too conservative in your retirement goal because you have these extraordinary leisure costs after you retire? 
do you mean have am I too conservative because I assume I'm going to spend way more than I'm actually going to spend? Right. Because that will delay your your FI day, right? Yeah, I suppose. I don't I don't think I'm too conservative because it's it's no longer an issue for me of having the funds. It's an issue of being able to actually quit. Okay, but let's just get back to the the thing is, is you're going to have the time. Right. And what are you going to do with all that extra time? When your work optional yeah, or fire, if you want to be fully retired early, you're going to have the time. And we don't need to get into that discussion a whole bunch because we have before about you retire to something. Yeah. But for a lot of people, retiring to something is maybe taking on hobbies, learning instruments, uh, art class, you know, doing something they've always wanted to do, something they're passionate about. But what if it's something that's it's not cheap? Yeah. 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 And I think we're bad predictors of how much things cost as well, right? It's like, I've always wanted to be a golfer, so I'm going to go and learn to, to golf. And I am picking on golf because I know Mark's a, a golfer and he loves it. <laughs> and, and I've golfed a lot yeah. when I was a lot younger too. And it's not a cheap one. It's not a cheap one. And I, we walk our dogs past the golf course and there's lots of traditionally retired people out there. It's one of those traditional retirement type sports, right? Yeah. But what's, did you look into memberships at the higher end club here in Victoria? Do you know what that is for an adult? Uh, I think full blown membership, if you're over 40, is $40,000 entry fee. And then it's somewhere around 400 bucks a month. Right. Okay. So that's not nothing if you're fitting that into your budget. That's <laughs> 400 bucks a month. Yeah. It's <laughs> not significant. Nothing at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you going to golf? I, here's the thing I really like golf, I yeah. enjoy golfing. I don't know where in my current life I find seven hours a multiple times a week <laughs> right. to get out on a golf course and play 18 holes. Yeah. Because let's be honest, you play, you go play 18 holes, you're a minimum four and a half, five hours. Yeah. And plus then the let's, beer. Plus half an hour to drive there, half an hour to warm up on the range, half an hour for a beer afterwards, half an hour to drive. Like, it's, it's, not, a fu- it's a fun day out. It's a fun day out. It's a full-time just, job though. <laughs> but yeah. It's a full-time job. You got to, I don't have time for that. Well, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not picking on golf in particular. It's just one that is is easy to pick out. But we're all going to curl again, right? We're all going to keep curling for quite a while. And sure, it's not super expensive. I think our membership's around three three fifty a year, you know. But by the time you buy a pair of shoes and and you know a broom your beer and, and specific Bond Spiel <laughs> shirts and your beer, and it's just something that we need to take into account that that's a line item. Yeah. For the future for your FI number. And we all, I think too many people build their 25X, their expenses, their projected spending on like their baseline model. I'm just asking the question is how much room are you buffering for fitting that stuff in that you don't necessarily know you're going to want to do? So me personally? Sure. Go for it. Yeah. I'm budgeting in that the costs will be similar to my costs, my leisure costs now, which are somewhat significant right okay so um so you've thought about this just to the extent that no way to know have to make some assumption yeah yeah status yeah. quo is an easy one to make for sure yeah. right um but you're right it leaves me exposed to increase leisure costs and then i have to find that money somewhere yeah now how much of this do you think you can make up in not having time constraints. And I'm mostly thinking about this from a travel perspective. Like maybe I'll spend way more on, if you're somebody who wants to travel way more on flights, but I'm going to stay places longer term. 
I'm going to be able to travel in off-peak times. I'm going to be able, you know, like there, there is some massaging to it that you're going to be able to do. <laughs> I agree with you, but I didn't want to bring travel into this discussion. Yeah, I be- because I think that's another, like, I think you need to kind of separate. I'm talking about, but there's still close to home leisure. There's st- still temporal uh, hacks for many leisure activities. Tuesday right? golfing is, yeah. you know, the cheap day. The or movie whatever. matinee or, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. Well, the one I think about for myself is if I had more time to get out on the boat and fish, I'm going to spend a lot more time on my boat. Right. That's going to be a lot more maintenance and a lot more gas. So it's And a lot more bait. So it's an expense. Big, yeah. For sure it is. Right. So I guess that's sort of my thought to this whole thing is now you've got the time. Do you spend more time doing the things you want or enjoy doing and how much do those cost? And do you anticipate the increasing cost of having more time to do them? Mm-hmm. And lots of people are going to be shouting at the podcast going what are you talking about i just hike in the woods i'm mustachian i don't have any expenses all my leisure time is free and that's like good for you if it is right but if you go from hiking one day a week to seven days a week well now you're having one post hike beer at the pub just (laughs) seven post hike beers at the pub yeah and then you probably need a gym membership on top of the hiking because you're having seven post beers so you know yeah well Hey, we've seen, like, look what's happened through the last year. Recreational equipment has gotten ridiculously expensive, like camping equipment, hiking, You can't find it. Kayaking, all that kind of stuff has gotten super expensive, right? Yeah. And yeah, if you've got your own kayak, you can go throw it in the water and go paddle for free. But if it's something you've always wanted to do and now you're FI, what have you been looking at for kayaks? Like upwards of two grand? Uh, try like three or four, three, and then the rest of the gear that goes along with it, dry bags and oh, you know, and yeah. and it's to the point right now. Well, this is just post COVID, but I'm. We should inform people. I'm paddling from Nanaimo to Victoria in July, right? And I was trying to source a kayak to do that rather than having to pay the outrageous rental fee. Mm-hmm. But kayaks that would retail at a store for twenty five hundred dollars because you can't get them right now are four grand online. Wow, just to like buy used off of something, right? It's insane. Yeah. So these are unpredictable things that who knows what happens in the future, right? Well, yeah. and you don't want to not do all the things you wanted to do. Exactly. Right. Because now you've caused money constraints for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But if you've set up, if you said, I can live off, you know, 48K a year, that's a, a number that we're okay with this day and age. If you've got, maybe it's you and your partner, like we don't even want to bring kids into this and kids sports and hobbies because that's a whole nother world, right? But if it's you and your partner and you want to take up kayaking, that's like 10 grand by the sounds of it. Probably right now. Right. Probably get away with a lot less at a different time, but. So I'm just saying is how do you build that into your FI number? Do you give yourself, is it part of your contingency that you've overshot your 25X or like. The economist likes to say we're way too conservative anyway, so it's going to be okay if you spend that one year. Right. And isn't worst case scenario, you just use the Mark Seed term of Phi Woot and you just work <laughs> on your own terms and pick up some small projects to pay for those other unexpected expenses? And they're yeah. all considerations. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying is the other thing that I found is that hobbies and sports and interests tend to be fleeting. They come and go, mm-hmm. right? And especially if you have time to explore things, because you're going to be like, I've always wanted to take up beekeeping. So well, I'm going to do that for a while. Or I want to do art. I was going to say, especially if you're exploring new things, right? Exactly. Yes. That you yeah. don't know, you don't know whether you're you'll like them or not. Because yeah. you're probably going to go through, you know, 
10 to get two you like. Yeah. Uh, how many weekend warriors have you seen yeah. out on their new 10 speed bikes? Are they even 10 speed anymore? But anyway, like new fancy $4,000 bikes. Or you've probably seen it because you do the more, much more the mountain biking, but like guys, people, I shouldn't say guys, people that are out there trying it for the first time, they want to get into it. They've got all the gear, no idea. And in six months, they're just like, ah, that really wasn't for me. Yeah. Bikes hold their value, <laughs> <laughs> especially these days. Oh yeah. I'm and not... I actually think that's one where I don't see that many people that uh don't want to do it yeah right yeah yeah that's that's a rare i i feel like a lot of the water sports are more the way that goes like right. kayaks and canoes and things like that where you think you're going to get out of the water a lot well you say bikes hold their value but you got all the peripheral stuff that well that's really it, doesn't yeah. right sure like so. it's driving me crazy we've still got hockey gear we don't play hockey anymore right and it's like yeah. you can't give away used hockey gear even if it's in good condition yeah, right? because have you smelt used hockey gear? No wonder you can't <laughs> give it away. <laughs> well, that's fair, but this has been very well cleaned, steam cleaned <laughs> to that point. But, you know, because everybody that gets into a sport goes and buys, generally goes and buys new equipment. So I think most of our audience would probably be like, okay, I'm going to take up golfing. Maybe I'll just get myself a good set of used clubs to start with. If I'm going to stick with this, yeah. learn what you need, what you want, what works for you, and then you, you know, expand on that. But a lot of a lot of people I see is like you go out and you just buy all the gear. You just drop thousands of dollars on this new sport yeah. or hobby that you're gonna do. And then six months, it one season dust. later, you're like, huh. Well, let's try something else. Yeah. <laughs> We're all victim to it. I'm victim of it. Yeah. I've done it myself. And it, it's a money pit, right? Exactly. It is. Yeah. And maybe you have a hard time letting go of your stuff too. Mm-hmm. Right? So then you keep it longer than it's actually going to hold the value for because ah, I might do it again. Might try it. Yeah. Yeah. My ball cleats are sitting there 10 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and it's like, and you got curling shoes and then you got this and that. And I'm just saying that this is something to pay attention to and help or try and predict yourself out what it's going to look like. And I think the hard part is like, maybe you're not playing certain sports when you're 45 or 50. Right. Right. But maybe you're, you're going to want to do other ones. More expensive ones. Well, they could be more expensive, right? I was pretty sure lawn bowling's pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah, actually, that was pretty fun. <laughs> if you can play it with a beer in your hand, it's worth playing. If you could have like the, uh, well, like the social league that we had, which was like the up to 45 year old league. I'm pretty sure it was post-45 league some, as well. Uh, some of them Weren't were. some of our team members post-45? That's <laughs> uh, also probably true. <laughs> what do you guys think of this beer? It's not the best IPA it's I've ever had in my IPA life. It's not the best IPA I've ever had, no. But it's not as bad as that beer we had last time. Jeez. Yeah, that was rough. <sighs> yeah, well, I think you guys were pretty jealous of Tim's whiskey he had yeah. from Cape Breton. Oh, that whiskey would have been so much better than that yeah. damn Watch that beer beer. taste out of our mouth. Well, oh, geez. let's try this uh, second beer that Mark bought us. What do you got there? What's, uh, is it called Giggle Juice? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> you bought Giggle Juice? It's in a one liter can. It's these giant I love cans. these giant one liter cans. They're ridiculous. And it is it is called Giggle Juice. Uh, which, what is it? Well, it's uh, Giggle Juice. It just says Giggle Juice. What more do you need to know? Um, I don't know. Is I, it going to come out black? I thought it was actually an IPA, but now it doesn't even say IPA on it. I think the other, I think I saw when I was in the brewery that it said IPA. Okay, so a different IPA. Different, different IPA. IPA. Or do you think it's the same and it's just a new can? Well, we're going to so find not, out. It's not like laughing gas that's in there, like you're going to open that and we're just all going to be out to lunch? I'm kind of hoping they put <laughs> something fun in there. 
It is a 6.7 for everyone listening at home who can't read the can because no. there's no YouTube. No, so if no, we, no, no. That's if a we percent. Sh- that's 6%. Oh. Oh, okay. Much lower. Much lower. Still. So if we screw up the beer that we're currently brewing in the garage, mm-hmm. it'll be because <laughs> the mechanic poured beer all over the floor. <laughs> okay, the dog. The dog's down there for cleanup. Perfect. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's the can. I've poured beers out of a can before. This is a can. Have you? It doesn't look like it. <laughs> look. Why don't you? Why don't you hit the glass? Jeez. Is Give the can glass. not sealed Pass properly? It's. You know what? Why don't you try it? Yeah. <laughs> no problem. I've poured a beer before. Oh, you're going cheating with a side pour. You mean he did it in a smart way? <laughs> well played. Well played. It was efficient. Uh, this is definitely darker than that first one we had. It's hazier. It's hazier, definitely. I do Ooh. like that they do a bunch of one-off beers that they just never recreate. <laughs> it's got better nose. Hey, you know what I'm terrible at now is that we're brewing more beers. Is How did you pour that much beer on the floor? That was incredible. Yeah, that is. You're <laughs> I'm not winning tonight. Next episode, we're back on Zoom. Screw you guys. <laughs> oh, you missed us. Let's be honest. Uh, Do you get the grassiness in the nose? I totally get that now. Oh, there is a little grassiness yeah, in the nose. Yeah, grassiness. You didn't leave me much, did you? Well, you wouldn't have been able to pour it in I your glass you anyway. Done. I didn't leave you any because I thought you were done. All right. It tastes sweet. A little bit sweet and a little bit bitter. That's an interesting one, actually. I might have to giggle about that one later. <laughs> What You're not the a fan. What's going on there? Yeah. Well, see, since you and I started brewing a lot more often, along with this is money mechanic, <laughs> too too often, we we really have come up with the realization that you just make beer, and however it turns out, you kind of name it apparently, like as it. You're just like, that's what we meant to make. We didn't really know. <laughs> totally and meant to make that. Somebody made this, and they laughed when they drank it. And they're like, what is this? And I'm like, well, I guess it's giggle juice. <laughs> yeah. Fair yeah, enough. This is- Low carbonation, eh? You get that? Yeah, there's not much carb there, and anyway, good odd flavor. It was a good beer to borrow on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> there is it. There it is. I almost spit mine on the ground right there. <laughs> okay, so let's just get back into this, and we're we're not going to go too long on this episode because we're just making it up as we go anyway. But isn't that what we do every week? Sometimes we're better than others. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. For me, I think curling obviously is an important part of our leisure life. I don't include boating because I think that's a very, it's an expensive one and it's totally optional. Right. But don't you include it for yourself? I guess so. Yeah. I kind of have to. What about finding a way to make your more expensive hobbies pay for themselves? Pay for themselves. Exactly. So how do you boat hack? How do you boat hack? You run fishing charters part-time in the summer. Or you just eat enough fish that you catch yourself. There's no chance. There is no chance. This drives me insane because people say this to me all the time. Oh, it must be so nice to have prawns and salmon that you just get for free. No, they're not free. That is the most expensive prawn (laughs) slash fish you will ever eat. Fair. If you want a cheap piece of fish, go to the grocery store. It is a million times cheaper than any fish I pull off my boat. Okay, but if you're doing it anyhow. Sure. Because you say you want to spend the time on the water. No, and that's why I do it. But it's not a... It doesn't make up for anything. It doesn't make up for it. Yeah. It helps a little, but it doesn't help a lot. 
I think, okay, so this is where it gets really difficult too, is because you, you start talking about leisure activities, right? Like there's, you can go super high end. Like I brought up at the beginning is like, maybe you want to get your private pilot's license and, and go and rent a plane for a right. weekend and fly to, and you can land on beaches up here and camp. Yeah. Like it's, that would be amazing, right? Mm-hmm. That's fat fire for sure. Maybe you build that in. Right. But I think for people at the beginning of the journey is that you've got your 25X that you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. How do you need to build 27 for leisure? What do you think? Like, how do you, well, not how do you if, even think about this? You know, it, it's kind of all in a glo- more like global view of it right because okay should it be 25x or should it be 19x mm-hmm. okay if it's 19x well i still want 25x because i'm i i'll also yeah. argue if there's all these things that you want to do but you're waiting for some future date to but, do them but you why? don't even know what they are that you want to do no i understand that but if in the case of the pilot's license that's something you can do in your spare time is start taking lessons now sure but i think what the money mechanic saying is that okay, you retire, you you have all this time on your hand. You watch a TV show. It, there's a, a you're, documentary, you're right? You're inspired, like, no, yeah. I I understand what. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but I'm also making the point that if you already know these things, start them now. Sure, don't start them later because that's way easier to build it in if you start them now. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not saying other wild cards aren't going to come up later. Yeah, but if there's something you've always wanted to do that you're quote unquote waiting for. Don't wait for it. Do it now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, go ahead. Well, I was just going back to what I was saying. So, um, you know, do you really need more than 25X? Like the accountant said earlier, if you find that you have an expensive hobby af- that later, you can side hustle. You can work part-time on your own terms, right? right. There. I don't know that I want to inflate the number just to... Just to for the chance that I, I'll take up an expensive hobby and right, the you're not going to build a buffer in there for right. potentially expensive hobbies or right. interests. And you know the other thing is all these all these decisions, the twenty five x's, and I think we've said this before. You're going to know which way you're going before that, like two yeah. or three years into your retirement. Yeah, like in into the time you pull your plug. And that's the easiest time to get back in the game too, right? So, I mean, a lot of the times you're, if you retired four, four years ago, I mean, you've just been skyrocketing, right? Well, we you're, see all those people, yeah. right, that are like, I retired three or four years ago and I now have more money than I had when I retired. Right. So. Well, uh, yeah, because everyone's number one fear is sequence of return risks and those yeah. people didn't get it. So Right. Yeah. But well, but what I'm saying is that's going to show up early. Right. Yeah. And how much how much do you want to plan for things that you simply can't plan for? Yeah, it's the a good world question. can implode tomorrow. We yeah. don't know. I yeah. have no idea what's going to happen. How much am I going to let those outside chances sit in the back of my mind and control what decisions I'm making today? Okay, so well, let's just throw some numbers at this then. Let's just go with the hypotheticals here, right? 48k is your baseline expenditures for the year right that's a good number for everybody right that's the 1 million yeah uh, well 40k one, would be one four, million. yeah no 1.2 it's but, a good thing we don't let them do math i know just keep your spreadsheets to yourself and i was your pants back on I, I was texting work there sorry <laughs> that's why i said yeah when you did the wrong math i just assumed you'd be right 
Okay. Anyway, the number is irrelevant. Let's just call it 50K. So then sure. it's irrelevant. That's It seems like a reasonable amount that people come up with for a couple living in Canada in today's dollars. Okay. If that's your expenses that you're projecting, do you build in, do you say it's going to be 52 or 55? If we don't spend it, that's fine. But if we find a new hobby, new interest that we want to explore in that year, then it's there, or you just you just have floating your withdrawal. You can absorb that next five grand, or exactly fuck fuck increasing the number. It's, Whoa! When did this become explicit? It's always been explicit. It's immaterial, <laughs> as an accountant would say. Didn't Tim Nash make it explicit? Well, yeah, Tim definitely made it. Explicit. Uh, no, I know, and I applaud him for it. <laughs> it's not PG anymore. My mom can't listen. <laughs> it's immaterial. Okay, well, but it's not though because. It's, it's absolutely as long as you're taking a global look at your financial picture it is because you can make adjustments this is these are not once once again what is your safety go to when you implement a variable withdrawal strategy and not just a hard and fast yeah like it, it completely changes the numbers so look at what's going on look at the world and if everything is going to hell maybe spend a little less money and if everything's rosy spend a little more or, or it's not black and white. Or spend the same and work a little more. Yeah, there right. You go. Like, don't be so pragmatic. Go fly some planes. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Yeah. My suggestion is do not get a recreational helicopter license. It's expensive, eh? Very, very, yeah. very expensive. Come about, flying with me; it's way cheaper. Okay. Can I didn't know that was an option. You? Yeah, you've never have offered this. No. Sure is on my last day at work. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just? Tell us you're going to steal a helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> Never. That didn't work out well for that guy who stole the airplane. Mm. No, no, it didn't work well. <sighs> yeah, no. that was uh, tragic. It was. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things that I don't hear talked a whole lot about. You know, everybody crunches all their numbers and they really think a lot about their grocery spending, their travel, their... But the, these are serious costs. Yeah, and I think it's worth considering, but I don't think it's worth losing sleep over no no no, definitely not and and we all agree that we don't know what five years or ten years is going to be from here right i think you just got to make sure you fit something in that you are projecting that out and saying yeah you know what we might want to do that or Mm -hmm. or we might want we might we don't even know what we're going to want to do right yeah and and that's the thing with everybody's a go-getter right Mm -hmm. who's in the community pretty much for the most part Are you really not going to make more money? Ah, right. I don't, this is the like, whole too conservative thing, right? Yeah. It, it, What's so, going to happen? Yeah, you're gonna. We're gonna spend gonna, all day brewing beer, open a garage brewery. Okay, well, this is a good example. Now, the brewing beer hobby, that is not cheap. Not, not cheap. Very cheap yet. Our return on investment for beverages is. How much is a beer worth today? Ooh. Ooh. Today? Yeah. Tenner? We'd, oh, at least. At least a tenner. I'm saying these, like, when we drink a pint of beer, it's probably about a $30 pint. Okay. Now, no, maybe not that much. The mechanic has gotten really carried away lately. He's been very frustrated all week with having to cut hoses, put new fittings. <laughs> I get so many texts at work about how upset he is about how much shit he's having to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Because I'm mechanicking. I know you are mechanicking. <laughs> and then you always give me a hard time. Like, I spent all day doing this. I'm like... I told you I would come over and help you. Why did you do it before I got (laughs) there? But you're off mountain biking or boating doing your leisure activities. (laughs) 
How many? I told you I could be here at any time today, and I got over here, and you had almost everything prepped for the brew. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty organized like that. Yeah, but that's <laughs> not what my saying. fault. <laughs> it's been January. I've been inside. Oh my! God. We are definitely <laughs> fighting later. <laughs> I thought he was coming over the table right there. <laughs> that was perfect. All right, let's wrap this up because we haven't talked about much of anything. But pay attention to leisure and future leisure costs because I think it does. It is a line item. Yeah, that it's people definitely don't a line consider, item, right? You're gonna you're gonna have the time to do stuff. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Unless you're somebody who doesn't do anything, but that's real boring. <laughs> so don't be one of those people. Are you guys giggling much with the kickle juice? It's uh, a beer. Some here's some here, beer is uh, there's alcoholic content yeah. in this. All beer is good. water, but some beer is better than others. Now here's the true question: If I gave you the choice between this and the Phillips raspberry wheat. Which one do you pick? This one. This every time. Oh, really? Wow. There's wow. nothing worse than the Phillips Raspberry Wheat. <laughs> I would and have... I like Phillips Brewing. Yeah. Yeah, no knock at Phillips at all. They're going to no, make was, lots of great They just made one bad one. The Raspberry <laughs> Wheat is undrinkable. <laughs> if I got this in like the sampler pack at the brewery, I'd be like, meh. Not ordering a second one of these. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. But anyway, that's relevant because they are all beers, like the economist said, two different flavors to each. And we do thank Marks for Mark for buying this. Cheers, round. Mark. And Cheers, Mark. Yeah, sorry to bash on golfing there, Mark. But you know, it's an expensive where, sport. Where, where, where you get seven hours multiple times a week? <laughs> I just don't understand how you get good at golfing. I don't get it. No, 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 no. You never get good at golfing. No, you just get more frustrated or less frustrated. Yeah. I've actually heard the better you get at golfing, the more frustrating it is. It is. Because now you expect it, to actually make shots. Interesting. 100%. That's why I quit. I Yeah. I'm. I when met, did you retire? Uh, geez, it's been probably like 10 years since we played golf. Five for I, me. It's been a little longer, actually, because we quit when we left Canada because golfing abroad where we lived right. was completely prohibitive. Yeah. Like, yeah. I am not spending $300 for a round of golf. Right. Yeah. Ever. Right. Yeah, that's I, I golfed with a guy once who was like a scratch handicap. Yeah, and he said his biggest regret was getting that good at golf because he's like, I expect to make every shot, yeah. and I spend the entire round super frustrated. And I'm like, Well, I've been shanking it into the woods all day. I don't even know what my score is. I'm just drinking beers out here, and I'm having a good time. See, I'm like the combination of those. I'm doing what the accountant's doing, but I'm still expecting to make every shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's why that's that, why I that's retired. Not how that works? That's why I retired. <laughs> and that's your curling game too, though. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Well, yeah, no, it's a it's a lovely sport, and I I do enjoy it. But it, it if you do want to be consistent, then you do got to have to go and play, right? Well, it is enjoyable to walk around nicely cut lawns and ah, drink a beer. Yeah. I, when did this become the golf podcast? Well, it's for Mark. <laughs> It is for Mark. It is for Mark. All right, let's get well, out of here. Mark, if you ever come out here, we'll go golfing at Victoria, and then we'll go fishing off the Victoria Golf Course. And then there we'll you make you drink one big old juice. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is too big a beer to put in the beer tube, otherwise I'd mail them one. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, you know what? The thing is we're brewing in the garage right now, and it's time to mash out. Boom. Let's go. Catch you next time on the FI Garage. Good night. Farewell. Farewell.